Thanks for downloading this show from PC One. Before we get rolling, here's a word from one of the folks who helped bring you this podcast. When you're wearing the right outfit, it feels good. Like hitting all green lights good. Finding an onion ring in your french fries good. Getting dressed can feel just like that when you have a trunk club stylist. Because not only do we send you lots of outfits and accessories, we also teach you how to style them. And since we're a Nordstrom company, you know you'll be well taken care of. Look and feel great every single day with Trunk Club. Meet your personal stylist at trunkclub.com. That's T-R-U-N-K-C-L-U-B.com. Upside, the smart new way to buy business travel is upside.com. You save money and get a free Amazon gift card every trip you buy. Use the code Forbes and you're guaranteed at least a $100 gift card your first time using Upside. Save big on travel and get a big gift card. Upside.com. Minimum purchase required. See site for complete details. This is the Forbes interview on Podcast One. And I'm your host, Steve Bertoni. On this show, I'll do deep dive interviews with billionaires, entrepreneurs, and influencers. These are the faces you see on the cover of Forbes. And if they aren't in the cover, they easily could be. Everybody, welcome to the show today. Very excited to have Melanie Whelan, the CEO of SoulCycle. And we're going to switch it up today. We're actually doing the podcast on SoulCycle bikes. So if I get out of breath or pass out, just stay with me and I should be able to revive myself later. <laughs> welcome to SoulCycle. Thank you. A lot of fun. <laughs> Melanie, um, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Let's start off. Quick, tell me what is the landscape of SoulCycle these days? What, how, what are we looking at? What is, what's, what's new? How big are we? What's, what's going on? Sure. So first of all, my goal in today is by the end of this conversation, we're going to have you coming into SoulCycle and riding with me at least three times a week. Do you have paramedics? And, on, we on, have on everything. Staff? Okay. We have everything for awesome. you. Um, so today we're in uh, 74 locations. We're in 15 markets across the country. We're opening about 15 new studios a year. This year has been really exciting for us because we opened our first international location in Toronto. Um, I've been with the company for five years now. I started when we had seven locations in New York and wow. started in the laundry room in our studio in Tribeca with 20 of us. So it's been a really fun couple of years. The interesting thing about SoulCycle is it's more, I see it as a cult. Are you a cult leader? Because I have friends that come in from like they cross state lines to go to SoulCycle. It's like as if it's a, a big event and they come in like every Saturday they want to, they come in from Hoboken or Jersey to New York and have a whole SoulCycle day. Kind of what is the magic there? Because at the end of the day, it's, it's, more, it's, it's, it's stationary biking. What makes it so special? So it is so much more uh, <laughs> than stationary biking. And we prefer the word tribe. What, what we've really found tribe is... Tribe instead of cult? We do. We okay. do. We'll take cult, but we internally we say tribe. What we found is it's people come to us for the workout and they come to us for the bikes. But what they really stay for is the breakthroughs that they're able to have in the room. Mm-hmm. You've got 60 people moving in a dark space to candlelight. To the rhythm of the music, you've got an instructor who's coaching you to be stronger tomorrow than you were yesterday. And it really is this experience that's social and joyful and musical. And then you come out of this dark space into a lobby with these 60 people that you've just had this experience with. And people make friends and they start on healthier paths in their lives. And so it does become part of their lifestyle. It's not just about the workout, but it really is about the community. About the community. You mentioned the instructors. I feel like the instructors are almost, they're rock stars, right? They are. They are. They're a huge part of our experience. What makes a good instructor? What makes like a, a soul cycle instructor special? Yeah. So I think what makes them really special and they are core to our experience is that they're able to hold the energy of a space and lead people through an experience that is physical, it's musical, it's emotional, and it's inspirational. And so when we audition for instructors and we now host a national program where we travel around the country and we audition hundreds of people for every 20 spots we have in our training program, we call it American Idol on a bike. Okay. <laughs> and what we're really looking for is that star power 
And we say that we can teach someone to count backward from eight, but what we can't teach you is how to be energetic and want to be the best part of somebody's day. And that's really what our instructors do. Um, so it really makes them unique is that they are you know, brought to life by what they're able to create in the room with the, with the riders. Is there a certain kind of attitude they all have, or is everyone different? In the, they bring their own personalities to it, but they have the same kind of energy, or is there more of a kind of a cookie-cutter feel to these instructors? No, no, not at all. I mean, they're each really individuals, and I think what you find in our studios across the country is that people can relate to different instructors in, within a single studio. So you may have an instructor that's particularly soulful, um, and there's a community that rallies around her. You may have someone that leads a more physical class, and there's a community that rallies around that particular instructor. What we say is that we create freedom within a framework. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a way that we lead a soul cycle class. There's a way that we operate a soul cycle studio. But every instructor and every operator is really empowered to do that how they see fit and w- in a way that inspires them. And I think actually that's what keeps people coming back is that it's not going to be a cookie cutter experience. Mm-hmm. So every class is entirely unique. It's a different playlist. It's a different time of day, different energy in the room, different inspirational message. Every single class is an experience. And that's why I think it has become this sort of tribal um, and very viral community. And it's a high-end, you know, boutique workout experience. And you just mentioned in five years, you've gone from seven studios to more than 70. Yes. How do you expand and grow the franchise without kind of diluting it and making sure that each place kind of has that you know, original feel of, of an upper, upper West side soul cycle. Yeah. So I think what we've been very conscious of as we've grown is that we can't satisfy demand for the product and the experience that we create, but we've been very conscious and deliberate about where we've opened and when. So we do exactly that. We make sure that every soul cycle feels like the soul cycle. I was just in Philadelphia on Tuesday night and I have Mm. to tell you, it felt like that was the only soul cycle in the universe. And the way that the riders were telling me we've been open for three weeks, Mm. the way they were talking about it, it was if they owned the space and it was their community that they had built and again it had been 21 days since we'd opened the doors it's a lot around making sure that we you know we only open between 10 and 15 a year Mm -hmm. every studio is cast we choose the instructors and the operators to open that studio that we think will vibe with that community and we typically go in 12 to 16 weeks before we open and we really just listen um, to the community of riders around us and say what is it that you're looking for what time is your kids drop off what time does the train get into the Mm -hmm. station we want to curate a team experience and then a schedule that works for that local community so it really does feel like it's their own. And how important is branding? I know there's a certain look and feel. Do you you, you guys kind of make sure do you look at every aspect of a studio and the experience to make sure it, it is kind of of the of the tribe of the brand? Yes. And people ask all the time like what is it that makes it so different? And I always say it's it's not one thing, it's a thousand things. Mm-hmm. It's how our uh, booking app is choreographed and designed to make sure that every touch point has been considered. It's the candles on the front desk. It's the chargers in the lockers. It's the instructors who are on the podiums. It's the way that we follow up with you afterward. Um, you know, in our heart, we're a hospitality company. We're not mm-hmm. a fitness company. We're about making authentic connections with our riders. And we really contemplate every piece of the experience. And that, that's been true from 72nd Street until when we opened in Philadelphia three weeks ago. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Here at the Forbes Interview, we know that creating great things sometimes comes down to having the right support system. That's why we're excited to have WordPress.com as a sponsor. They've been supporting us behind the scenes for a while as home to Forbes blog posts. We use WordPress.com all the time, and whether you're looking to create a personal blog, a business site, or both, you'll make a big impact when you build your website on WordPress.com. Even if you don't have experience building a website, don't worry about it. WordPress can guide you through the process. They have hundreds of themes to get you started. You'll get built-in search engine optimization and social sharing. When you build your website on WordPress.com, you'll get support 24-7. 
Come see why 27% of all websites run on WordPress. Get started today with 15% off any new plan purchase. Go to wordpress.com slash Forbes to create your website and find the membership plan that's right for you. That's wordpress.com slash Forbes for 15% off a brand new website. WordPress.com slash Forbes. And I'm on the Upper East Side and there's a soul cycle up there. And I'm noticing that there's, whenever a soul cycle lands in a neighborhood, it kind of transforms it and kind of creates an, an ecosystem. So suddenly where there were uh, bodegas and bars, there's <laughs> now juice bars and uh, tons of salad places and, and workout, you know, workout gear companies. And then, you know, the sidewalks are full of biker gangs, so to speak. They're wearing their soul cycle. <laughs> they're all wearing their, their, their leggings and they're wearing their uh, soul cycle t-shirts and sweatshirts. What is is that deliberate? Is that have you do you speak with other companies when you move into a space, or is that kind of just happen organically? I think most of it is happening organically, and it really speaks to this macro trend that's happening, and you know, in a couple of different ways. You've got wellness, which has been a huge part of the social dialogue for the last ten years, and I've certainly seen it both mm-hmm. at Equinox and at SoulCycle. Um, I think with what's happening in retail, you know, we've seen this emergence of what we call the experiential economy, where people are really valuing experiences over stuff. Mm-hmm. And what that's created are these little neighborhoods and lifestyle centers that have emerged around unique experiences where community and health intersect. And it's really changed even since the five years that I've been at Seoul. We used to have to beg, you know, please let us into the Uh the development. Trust us. We we know how to isolate the sound. We know we're not going to take up your entire parking field. And now landlords are coming to us because they see that we bring great traffic in, we bring great energy to projects, and they're asking, okay, well, what other coffee tenants would you like? What other juice tenants would you like that are going to complement your experience? So it's been, it's been nice to see. And speaking of the change, are people changing the way they socialize? I feel like when I first moved to the city, I think we're similar ages. It was all about going to bars and clubs on Friday, Saturday night, you know, work hard during the week and kind of blow, blow off steam at night. Now I feel like people are staying in so they can wake up early and, and work out and go to these boutique things. Is that is that happening? Is that like a trend or is that have I just been on the on the, on the bar side, not well, the workout side? <laughs> it's absolutely happening. And I think we see it not only on the weekends, in we've been adding eight thirty AM classes, seven thirty AM classes as people's days are getting longer and they're mm-hmm. dedicating more time to it, but also in the evening. So we're running eight thirty and nine thirty PM classes. And this is a group of people we call our owls. These okay. are typically younger riders who are coming to us. Instead of going out, they're meeting at SoulCycle, and then maybe they're going to go have a juice or a coffee or something afterward. Mm-hmm. And that really becomes the epicenter of their social life. So I think it's absolutely um, changed for the millennials in particular who are looking, I think, to, to connect with other people but also invest in themselves. Mm-hmm. SoulCycle also, I think, is a lot about uh, personal development. It's not just about the physical fitness, but it is about inspirational coaching. Is there any kind of way you pinpoint wh- when, why that change happened, this focus on on wellness and health? You know, I, I think it's a couple of things. I think with the recession in particular in 2008, we started to see people shift their spend to things that are more, um, again, that are investing in themselves mm-hmm. rather than buying stuff. And I think you've seen that brands who have met that need, where it really is about investing in yourself, have been able to capitalize on that and grow. I mean, I think just uh, there's just been so much social dialogue around mm-hmm. the key to living an active and healthy lifestyle and living longer is making good choices, mm-hmm. right? And we joke internally all the time that SoulCycle is a gateway drug. You start at SoulCycle, and then you meet a new set of friends, and then you start sleeping more, and then you start eating healthier, and you make all these different choices in your life. That's a boring friend group. <laughs> but you're going to have those friends a lot longer because you're going to live a lot longer. Maybe, yes. Uh, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. I found the best way for you to buy business travel. It's Upside.com. 
And if you're not a business traveler, you know someone who is, and you have to tell them about Upside. Here's why it sounds great to me. At Upside, you save money on travel, and you get a free Amazon gift card worth hundreds of dollars every time. You get savings and a big gift card free. Here's how they do it. Upside bundles your flights and hotels together for one low price. Bundling saves a ton of money, especially on business travel, so they give you an Amazon gift card. Your company saves money, and you still keep all your miles. And right now, when you use Forbes, you're guaranteed a free $100 Amazon gift card your first time. The code Forbes gets you a guaranteed $100 Amazon gift card. How can you not do it? Upside. Save big on travel and get a big gift card every time. Upside.com. That's Upside.com. Minimum purchase required. See site for complete details. I want to talk a little bit about your kind of your path to to SoulCycle. Um, you know, you've worked at a lot of really kind of sexy brands, starting with Starwood and then you know Virgin and then Equinox and now in now SoulCycle. Um, what what's kind of like your? Tell me a little bit about about kind of how you your career and also what you've taken away from working at all those iconic, you know, special and all experienced brands actually. Yeah. So when I was graduating from school, the one thing that I knew was that I wanted to take a non-traditional path. Most of my friends were going into banking or consulting and I wanted to do something more entrepreneurial. You don't want to be a banker? Come on. Spreadsheets. It's definitely a good training program. I did not have a, a traditional training program and had to figure a lot of it out on my own, but my father was an entrepreneur growing up. So I wanted, what, did, what did he do? He started all different uh, kinds of businesses, transportation businesses, messenger businesses, all in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with a father who worked incredibly hard but also built things and then would sell something and then build something else. And I saw how rewarding that was for him. And I just didn't want to go into a, you know take a traditional path. But at the same time, when I was graduating from school, my parents said, well, you're not coming home, so you're going to okay. need to figure it out. <laughs> Um, so I, I hustled and ended up at, at Starwood Hotels. And at the time, it was really interesting because Starwood in you know the year before I started was a 100-hotel REIT based in Phoenix, Arizona. And mm-hmm. overnight, basically, had gone to a 700-hotel portfolio, of the, including the Sheraton and the Westin. And they just launched the W brand. And Barry Sternlich was leading the company yep. at the time. He's incredibly entrepreneurial and dynamic. And they were looking for a corporate development. Yeah, never, never, never boring moment with Barry in the room. That is absolutely true. <laughs> and as a 22-year-old who was clueless, it was great, uh, great learning grounds. And you got all the Starwood points, too. Um, I will say it was really rewarding to take my parents on vacation when I was 22 there to Italy. Yeah, yes, awesome. for $29 a night. <laughs> um, but it was a really exciting time. You know, I learned a lot about uh, acquisitions and dispositions in real estate and how you create experiences within a lobby. I mean, W was the first of the boutique hotels. Yeah that really talked a lot about um, pulling people out of the rooms and putting them into the common spaces. And so we got to work on some really fun projects with restaurateurs and mm-hmm. fitness operators. Um, and I was there during 9-11, which was a fascinating time wow, to be yeah. in any hospitality or real estate business. 9-11 obviously just destroyed the travel industry for a, for a while, right? It did, but I think, and I saw this during not in, after 9-11 and then also in 2008, I think big thinkers at that time at any time of great change, can take advantage of opportunity. And I think Barry thinks that way. I think Harvey at Equinox thinks that way. And the founders of SoulCycle thought that way in 2008 mm-hmm. and actually looked at it as an opportunity to expand and take advantage of the real estate prices and, and um, vacancies to really start to grow. So listen, I was at Starwood for three years. I was commuting out to White Plains. We were working six days a week, 18 wow, okay. hours a day. And I basically said, you know what? This is incredible. But I met a woman who was starting a team in the U.S. to focus on launching a domestic air carrier, which is now Virgin America, or was Virgin America. Yes. And that was an incredible experience because we sat in a loft in Soho, and there were three of us, and we sort of said, okay, what's the first thing that you do to start an airline? 
And for the first couple of months, my thought was, wow, wow, I've made the biggest mistake of my life because we're never starting an airline. There's three of us sitting in a loft in Soho. Um, And four years later, we had an airline that was based in Burlingame, California. And I learned a ton there just around putting one foot in front of the other and not thinking too big, just making sure that every day you're doing something toward a bigger goal. Would you focus on, like you said, you're three people in a room starting an airline. What, What sort of things would you work on? So my role and focus was really around um, experience. So I focused a lot on what was going to happen in the cabin, what the service experience was going to be like. Sort of the points of difference for the airline. Mm-hmm. Uh, we built. Did a, you invent the purple lights on the on the roof? You know what? I worked with uh, a, a very, very close friend of mine named Adam was responsible for the purple lights okay. and all the filters. And we used to joke that he would sit in the office and hold up different purple filters and look and try to decide which purple was the best purple for when you were coming off a red eye, so that you didn't look green. <laughs> uh, but we, we built a really awesome team of people and then ultimately decided to headquarter in Burlingame, yep. which is why I ended up at Equinox um, because I, we had done that for five years and we were obviously that was going to be a really big investment for the Virgin Group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met Harvey and I had been a huge fan of the Equinox brand for years. It was the one thing I think that kept me sane when I was working at Starwood was I would go and work out every morning on 85th Street. Okay, yeah. Um, Upper East Side Strong. And he was looking to start a business development team to focus on new business and new brand extensions. And SoulCycle was part of uh, what I worked on for the first, in the first four years I was there. Uh, we acquired a majority interest in the business in 2011. Yep. And I just, I had fallen in love with the co-founders. I had fallen in love with the experience in the community and basically begged and pleaded and finally ended up with the 20 people in the laundry room in Tribeca in 2012 after my second, uh, second child. And here we are. So here we go. I think 70, the, 70 stores later. 70, 70, uh, 74. 70 um, um, studios. Studios, yes. I was With say. a path to 100. That's Amazing. What we're spending a lot of time right now talking about what does it mean to be a 100 studio operation in three countries and how we build infrastructure to support that. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. The Forbes interview is brought to you by WordPress.com. WordPress powers 27% of all websites, including Forbes blog posts. Get 15% off your new website today at WordPress.com slash Forbes. That's WordPress.com slash Forbes. This is Norman Lear with my great sidekick, Paul Hip. Good to be here with you, Norman. On All of the Above. That's the name of my podcast, All of the Above. And uh, it's called All of the Above because we're going to talk about All of the Above. There isn't anything sacrosanct. There's nothing too above us or uh, below or us. Or below us. Well, certainly nothing too below us. But we have had guests you cannot believe. Yeah. Guests. Julie Dewey Dreyfus, amazing. Yes. And America Ferrara. Jared Carmichael. Yes. Oh, Amy Poehler. How did we overlook? We didn't overlook Amy Poehler. I was saving her for last. And Charles Barkley, I was saving him for first, actually, because I didn't declare her first. I get to hang out with this guy. And this is your chance to hang out with Norman Lear a little bit here and some of these great guests. God, I wish I was you hanging out with Norman Lear. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a gun. See? That must be exciting. It's the yeah. best. Oh. I'm telling you. Don't miss all of the above with Norman Lear. Download new episodes every week on the Podcast One app or subscribe at podcastone.com. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on everything you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals to help you save during our spring Black Friday sale, like Bonnie Vegetable and Herb Plants, four for $10. And for a clean-looking landscape, pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch for just $10. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417, not valid on Alaska or Hawaii. Bonnie offer valid on 19-ounce pots. See store for details, U.S. only. What did you take away from Starwood and Virgin Equinox to put into, in, into SoulCycle? What were some of the, the things you brought over? You know, I think a, a couple things. The first was every company and brand I work for has really been hyper-focused on the consumer. 
the rider, the member. Mm-hmm. Um, every leader I've worked for has always tried to put the consumer first. And I think there's a really unique way to learn about how to build a business is think first, not about your shareholders or what the economic returns are going to look like, but think about a point of difference and how you're going to create a product that's going to stand out, um, which is hard in the airline industry. In the hotel industry, I mean, these are mm-hmm. capital-intensive businesses to really make the investment in the experience was a, a cool way to think. Um, so I definitely took that away. I also think, you know, I learned from from Richard, you know, just the power of listening to your employees and really making sure that they're engaged with where you're going, with the vision, the mission, making sure culture is first. I think Julie Elizabeth did a great job with that as mm-hmm. well. And so, I, you know, I try to spend as much time as possible making sure that our teams around us are really understanding of what we're doing, what our priorities are, and our site to come to work every day. Um, Richard was great at that. I remember the first time I had to present to him, mm-hmm. I was so nervous and I'd done all my research and I was the, you know, Smarty Pants corporate development VP. And he was an hour and a half late to the hotel lobby <laughs> because he had a tradition where whenever he would fly Virgin Atlantic, wherever he landed in the world, he would take the cabin crew for drinks first because his view was, yeah. you know, I was working on the future, but those guys were running the present. And taking care of the team and really making sure that they felt connected to him was important to him. And by the time he got there, I was so exhausted and demoralized. I thought he wasn't coming. But he spent the time and he wanted to make sure that he was investing in in our startup team as well. But I thought that was it was a really pivotal moment for me to realize that that was where his priority laid. And he always used to say, you know, your people first. Uh, they'll take care of your customers. Your customers take care of your shareholders. And I think that's been a huge, huge lesson for me. Did he me. bring champagne for you to the meeting? Or uh, He's a big champagne guy, right? He, uh, he, I think the champagne was for the cabin crew. Not you? Okay. No. We were, we were more water folks. You've been there for five years. And you know, with technology and experience, you know, companies change every six months. Mm-hmm. Um, is SoulCycle, is it, you know, people go for the experience. They want the same experience every time? Or have you guys, have you guys evolved the change in fitness and the change in connected apps and the change in social media? Or is it still the same kind of experience people loved five years ago? No, we're absolutely evolving. You know, I think the core of what we do is the same. We are a hospitality business that enables people to have personal transformation on these bikes. And ultimately, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, that's what, you're coming in, you're dancing on a bike, you're listening to good music, and you're there with your friends. Mm-hmm. That hasn't changed. But we have evolved the workout because we've seen with the rise in all these boutique fitness operators and people just working out more, they're getting stronger. Uh, our workout at its core is a high-intensity interval training uh, experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we have varied how we lead people through that class to make it a little bit more challenging as we've grown. We've added hand weights that are heavier. We started with one and two pound hand weights back in the day. Now we have five, eight, and ten pound hand weights in the in the studios as we've seen our riders get stronger. I just make sure you save a few one pounds for me. No okay. problem. Right, no problem. There's there's plenty for put, everyone. Put my name right on there. Um, and right now, you know, we're really. Yeah, picking up the pace on innovation because we've seen that our riders are looking for more from us and we've been in such high growth mode on our core business for the last couple of years we've now built a team around us that can focus on core so we can start to talk more about innovation so just last week we launched our first integrated brand campaign which talks about finding it and what you can find in the room we're really excited about that we've mm-hmm. launched a whole new series of challenges trying to push our riders to take 10 20 30 classes in a month and there's a whole series of technological touch points that go with that um, we're investing in content. We've got some other new exciting stuff coming out this summer. So we're, uh, we're really, I think, stepping it up right now in terms of how we innovate. And in terms of this, you know, there's companies like Peloton, which is they're trying to bring the workouts you know, at home with you know, all the, the rise of tablets and connectivity. Is, is there any idea of moving that social brand into the home? Yeah, I think what we've heard a lot from our riders is there's only one place that you can get the soul cycle experience yeah. which is about a community element and with 59 people moving with you in the room and that's really why they value our brand and our experience so that's really where we're focused mm-hmm. but 
We do think there's an opportunity because we have 300 of the most talented instructors in the world as part of our family. And I think that it is something that we have talked about and will continue to, to think about as we keep growing. Being an instructor, is that a full-time job or is that a side gig for most, most people? Most are full-time. And how many classes do they do a day? You know, we typically 12 to 15 a week. Mm-hmm. Could be more, could be less. But what we've found from the beginning is that if the instructors are full-time with us and this is their career, then they dedicate time to building their communities, not just for the 45 minutes they're on the podium, but coming in early, staying late, and, and really becoming part of our riders' lifestyles and part mm-hmm. of these communities. And so from the beginning, we've always wanted this to be their full-time career, which is unique in the fitness industry. Is there a chance for them to you know, change their role, stay within SoulCycle, and get and kind of get off the bikes and do more, um, I guess, more business-related things as yes. well? Yes, yes. So we have um, instructors who've become scouts, who've become trainers, who've become development officers, who've relocated to new markets for us, who've come into different positions in HQ. Um, but what we found is they most of them want to keep at least one foot on the podium as well because that's uh-huh. what, that's why they love what they do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, you, you get to be the center of attention and be a sadist and kind of make everyone you know <laughs> kick everyone's butt for, uh, for for sixty minutes. The Soul Cycle brand is it's very it's so strong, and I know you have the studios, you breaking out into clothing. Are there any other opportunities you're looking at to expand that brand into other fields, whether it's lifestyle, nutrition? Yeah, we're looking at a couple of different um, opportunities for the brand. I think, again, when you're opening 15 locations a year and it's an experience-based business, for, you know, from the beginning, we've treated this as a production company. We treat every mm-hmm. class as a curtains up, curtains down live production, making sure that we do that right and authentically in every location takes a lot of work and a lot of effort. So anything, whether it's the retail business or content or international growth, we just want to make sure that we do it in the right way to deliver on the brand expectation that we've built in our consumers' minds. Um, one of the things we did last year is we realized that we could take this on the go. So we have a new program called Destination Soul, mm-hmm. where we'll pop up where we know our riders are going to be when they're not at home. So we popped up in Aspen over the holidays for two weeks. Uh, we're at Coachella uh, next weekend. We're going to be um, <laughs> at Aspen Food Wine this summer. So what we're trying to do is, you know, meet our riders where they are and offer a great experience. But we also think this could be a huge platform for growth for us to both test new markets, but also meet them where they are. And I think you have to come to our big under 30 summit in Boston in October. I think a pop-up soul cycle would be a very cool idea. Well, we have four studios so far in Boston, but we can also talk about what else we can do. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. While it's becoming easier to feel discouraged about climate change, Michael Bloomberg and Carl Pope are optimistic. In their new book, Climate of Hope, they're creating a roadmap on how we can tackle climate change now. Learn more and order Climate of Hope at climateofhope.com. You know, it's interesting because SoulCycle is part of this larger family, which is kind of controlled by the related company, which is the massive real estate company, which also controls Equinox and SoulCycle and Pure Yoga. How do all these different brands or different companies interact with each other? You know, not much. We, we run the brands and the companies independently. We believe that it's most powerful for the companies to have their own independent business plans, cultures, teams focused on their experiences because they are so unique. So whether it's Blink Fitness, which is the budget concept um, that I think has about 50 locations, mm-hmm. or whether it's Equinox that now they've got 85 locations, we each have our own management teams, our own capital structures, and um, you know our own focus on our own culture because I think that we're serving different segments of the marketplace, and we've seen it's been the most effective way to do that. And there's going to be Equinox, talking about going from fitness <laughs> to uh, lifestyle, they're opening Equinox Hotel, correct? Yes. Is there going to be a SoulCycle um, hostel or something? They... <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about it yet, but we do hear from our riders all the time that they will choose a hotel 
in a city they're traveling to that is located close to a soul cycle. Yeah. So one of the great things about how we deliver hospitality on the back end is if a Tribeca rider is going to West Hollywood and has let our team know, I'm going to be in WeHo, who should, what instructor should I take? That Tribeca team will let the West Hollywood team know, and so they're going to get a personal welcome when they walk into mm-hmm. the studio. So we, we, we hear those stories all the time. Have there been any, any deals with other real estate companies, whether it's a hotel or whether it's a new development that wants SoulCycle as an anchor tenant to make those that space sexier and just more appealing? Yes, there, there absolutely have. Um, and we've been really excited to go into some of these projects as an anchor tenant because we used to not be able to take the greatest space in some mm-hmm. of these um, locations. But we have really have figured out uh, how to build out a great space, how to build a community around us, how to, um, how to be good partners. And so we have, we've absolutely anchored some pretty cool developments. And you're expanding across the country and going to Canada as well. You have classes that start at 6 in the morning and end at you know, midnight or 11. How do you kind of, ha- as a CEO, how do you manage all that? What's kind of like your day in the life? So, you know, I've, I'm a big believer in work-life integration. I think when you're building something that is this powerful and mission-based and also 24-7 in terms of how it operates, um, it's a huge part of my life. So I'm in the studios typically seven days a week. A typical day can be anything from... Um, if I'm in town, I like to drop my kids at school and be mm-hmm. part of their world for a couple of hours and just understand what's going on for them. But I will go into a studio right after and ride. Uh, we have 20 studios in New York, so I've got lots of choices and lots of great instructors to, to go and experience. And I just love talking to the riders in the lobby and hearing what's what's happening. Um, I always say you learn a lot more in a lobby from 30 minutes than mm-hmm. you're going to learn at your desk all day. So if you see a number that looks off, just go to the studio and you'll figure out pretty quickly what's going on. Do you tell people that you're the boss or do you just kind of like sneak in and pretend... I, I'm more into the, I'm just one of the, one of the team. So I'll jump behind the desk and spray shoes and check riders in. I'll be in the room riding front row, back row, wherever they've got space for me. See, spraying shoes is so many perks. It's, it's incredible. It's a, <laughs> the glamorous world, the glamorous world. You learn a lot. You know, when a, when a class lets out, I just file, file into the women's room with everybody else and you hear what everyone is saying in there. Um, and you can get some good information from people right after class in our lobbies. They're very tight spaces. So I, anyway, I try to spend as much time as I can in the studios, but you know, I was COO for three and a half years before I was promoted to CEO. So I really shifted in the last year or two to thinking about what's next versus where we are today. Um, I do try to spend as much time in the operation as possible, but I'm doing a lot more traveling now into mm-hmm. new markets to figure out what's next for us growth-wise, both domestically and internationally. And you mentioned you'd love to you know, be in the studios and hear what your customers are saying. Are there any examples of changes or things you've done based on input from, um, you know, overhearing customers or asking? um, Oh, yeah. Yes, I've got tons. Whether it be uh, 8 would be better instead of 8.30 for a time slot, we'll take that back. And if that's what the community is saying, we'll make that change to the detergent smells off in the studio. Mm -hmm. And what's wrong with it? And we'll figure out whether it actually is the detergent or the water and we can make that change. Um, to, boy, I'd love it if your app would actually let me book 20 minutes before class instead of 30 minutes before class. Can you change that? Our writers love to tell us what mm-hmm. they think. Um, and I think listening is really important and really understanding is if one person is saying it, typically 100 people are thinking it. So, yeah, we've taken a lot of feedback over the years. Yeah, how do you balance that? Because especially something with an experience of working out, everyone has an opinion. How do you know what's something that pertains to one person out of thousands or like, wow, I should actually act on this and make this change? Yeah, I think separating the signal from the noise has been huge for us because we receive over 100,000 emails a year into our Your Soul Matters inbox. 
And a lot of them are not complaints. They're just either testimonials or suggestions. And so we really, any suggestions we bring back to the team and just ask a lot of questions. Are you hearing this? If someone said it in Marin, are you hearing it in Brentwood? Mm-hmm. And how should we you know, think about this? Getting alignment with the team internally, I think, is how we've been able to do that to make sure it isn't just a one-off, but there's something thematic there. As the Earth's temperature continues to rise and Washington idly stands by, it's becoming easier to feel discouraged about climate change. But Michael Bloomberg and Carl Pope are optimistic. In their new book, Climate of Hope, they're turning the conversation about climate change on its head from partisan to pragmatic, from costs to benefits, from fear to hope. Bloomberg is an entrepreneur and former mayor of New York City and Pope, a lifelong environmental leader. Despite different perspectives, they've reached similar conclusions about climate action, offering practical solutions to produce concrete benefits. Bloomberg and Pope explain how citizens, businesses, and cities have the power to win the battle against climate change, generating healthier and stronger communities. Climate of Hope creates a roadmap to tackle climate change, leaving readers with practical steps on what they can do in their own cities to contribute to the progress. You can learn more and order Climate of Hope at climateofhope.com. And there's been so many kind of soul cycle knockoffs, or I guess we should call them spinoffs, I guess, right? <laughs> but they're popping up everywhere. Do you watch what they're doing, or do you kind of just heads down, stay in your mission, and you know, keep on doing what you're doing? I think both. Um, so I think we're a really healthily paranoid organization, and we keep our eye on the landscape overall. Um, what we find is for indoor cycling, I think what we offer is pretty unique, mm-hmm. um, whether it be because of the class, because of our teams, because of the way we deliver hospitality. So I wouldn't say we pay as much attention to the indoor cycling space, but we do pay attention to the boutique space, and there's a lot of upstarts and cross-training opportunities, and we watch. Um, but we also look at the broader sort of experiential you know, economy. We watch what Airbnb is doing, watching what Starbucks is doing. Um, there's some really cool innovations coming out in other retail um, operators and hospitality companies. And so we just we try to keep our finger on the pulse of what's going on generally because we want to understand if our riders are leaving us and then they're getting their coffee at La Colombe and then they're mm-hmm. you know using Uber to get to work, what are those experiences they're having and is there anything that we can take from that to inform ours? In doing this kind of investigation, what blew you away that other companies are doing? Like, wow, that's an, a very interesting idea. That's an awesome kind of feature. Hmm. It's a good question. Well, I'm a huge fan of Starbucks, and I have been for years, because I think what they created was something that was much more community-oriented. It was never really about the coffee. Mm -hmm. And we say a lot that this really isn't about a bike at all. This is about a vessel to create change in people's lives, a personal development workshop, and a community connection. And I love the product. And I think the, the innovation on the app, whether it be ordering before you get there so your drink already arrives. Um, the fact that everything is now on a sticker that makes a really funny social media um, experience when they never spell your name right, but it's something funny that you can talk <laughs> about for the rest of the day. Um, and the introduction of coconut milk and almond milk in the last year has been huge for them and huge for me personally. So I think you know, there's inspiration you can draw from lots of different experiences, but I think Starbucks in particular, because of their scale, mm-hmm. to roll out innovation or change across a, a company that big, their inspiration to it to watch. Yeah, their app comes up all the time. Um, I've done some work on like payment apps and those kind of things. Everyone says that Starbucks is the one of the best, mm-hmm. and one of the reason is they make they make the customers inter- they give you a reason to interact and open that app every single day, mm-hmm. whether it's ordering ahead or giving you little surprises, whether it's a free coffee or maybe a free song or an app or game, they're really good at kind of making people check every day. Yes. Um, what, what is the SoulCycle app? 
So right yep. now it's really just a, a power booking tool. I mean, what we found is that our riders aren't at their desks Monday at noon when all of our signups go live. Mm-hmm. And 25% of our weekly reservations disappear within the first five minutes of our signups going live Monday at noon. And so oh, it's like a Beyonce, Beyonce concert that, or something. They that, vanish, right? I think that is a, a very nice corollary. Um, so it's right now it's all about convenience and, and booking for our riders. And so we keep introducing new features like bookmarks and uh, a new browse function and plan function so that people can just make Monday at noon that much more efficient. And we'll continue to evolve that as we add classes over the course of the week to be able to use push notifications to alert them. But, you know, we also give our riders a reason to use their app at least once a week. And I th- we have a lot of ideas on how we can evolve that product to be less booking and more content driven. What's your typical rider? You know, we really don't have one. So we our riders range from 14-year-old. We've got sold-out teen spin mm-hmm. across the country every day at 4.30 to I rode last week with one of our 84-year-old riders on the Upper East Side. The great thing about indoor cycling is that it's there only, there's only a couple of ways to get a cardio workout, and mm-hmm. indoor cycling is one of them. It is the most safe and efficient cardio workout that you can have. We hear all the time that people come to us once they've become injured from some other kind of form of, mm-hmm. of working out. And it's completely customizable through the resistance knob and for us through your choice of hand weights that you use during the workout. And so people can come to us in their 20s and stay with us for years. Are the customers pretty sticky? So we've really focused a lot in the last year on data and understanding a lot of its behavior because we do people do book with us on the Mm -hmm. app. We have a lot of information around your preferences and how often you're booking with us and when you're booking. One of the biggest insights we've seen is once you take three classes, you're very, very likely to become a regular rider and stay Mm -hmm. with us. And so we're spending a lot of time talking about what that three-class experience looks like and how we onboard riders in an effective way. And is a regular rider once a week? Is it once a month? Is it it multiple times a week? Is there a typical? It really varies. We've got power riders who are with us 10 times a week, and then we have people that come to us just for special occasions. You know, the other thing that's really... 10 times a week? That's like multiple times a day? we've, we've We've got it all. Um, it's really, what's really interesting is over the course of the day, your 6am class is going to be 50% men, 50% women. And then your 8.30, is probably going to be a little more female post drop off. And then you're going to have a millennial evening. And so it really does appeal to a wide demographic and people come to us as families. They come mother, daughters, they come when they're home from college Mm -hmm. with their parents. It's, it's a really wide ranging group of people. What is kind of the breakdown male, female in general? You know, I would say it's probably 70-30, but again, mm-hmm. it really varies by time of day and studio location. You know, going forward, besides you want to go from, you know, 70 plus locations to 100 this year, mm-hmm. what else can we expect from SoulCycle in the next, you know, one to two years? You know, I think the the bike, as I said, was is really just the vessel. And what we create is this personal transformation in a community-oriented space. It's always just been about fun and people having a good time and connecting with other people. So to me, the bike isn't necessarily necessary for that experience. So I think we have a lot of opportunity and things that we're evaluating right now for growth. Is there going to be a SoulCycle IPO in the future? You know, right now we are in a, in a holding pattern and really just focused on growing the core business. Very cool. Well, Melanie Whelan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And I will, uh, are, how, how did the class go for you? How are you feeling? I'm okay. I've, I've, been, I've stopped pedaling about 45 minutes ago, but it's, <laughs> it's all good. Well, hopefully we'll see you on a bike truly, really soon. I'm going to go get a physical, get a doctor's note, you know, ask my physician first, mm-hmm. and then find me that one pound weight and I'm, I'm there. <laughs> Can't wait to see you. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's it for this episode of the Forbes interview. I'm Steve Bertoni. If you'd like to reach us, email us at interview at podcastone.com. Thanks for listening.
Hey, I'm John Horn. This week on Geffen Playhouse Unscripted, we are joined by Josh Gad. Josh Gad. And as much as he wants you to believe that none of it is scripted, I'm telling you that even my name is in a paper in front of me and I'm reading it. And everything that I'm saying right now, I'm also reading. This is very meta. And it's phonetically spelled out, so you it's know how to say Josh Gad. And for some reason, it's also in Spanish. Yo soy Josh Gad. It's called Geffen Playhouse Unscripted. You could download it on the Podcast One app. You can hear it on Apple Podcast. Or at podcastone.com. You are done. Thank you very much. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on everything you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals to help you save during our spring Black Friday sale, like Bonnie Vegetable and Herb Plants, four for $10. And for a clean-looking landscape, pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch for just $10. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417, not valid on Alaska or Hawaii. Bonnie offer valid on 19-ounce pots. See store for details, U.S. only. At the border, I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. At the roundtable discussion today in San Antonio, Texas, President Trump heard something he said he never heard before about life along the border. Many people are dying, and the danger of living here, unless you know exactly what you're doing, is tremendous. This is Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Where are the people in Washington to stand up for these children, these women, these senior citizens? Where are they? Bring them down. Mr. President, let the Democrats come down to Brooks County. Let them come to any of these ranches. Let them see these bodies. Let them see the skeletons. We have the photographs. Attorney General William Barr says he thinks spying did occur on Donald Trump's presidential campaign, suggesting the origins of the Russia investigation may have been mishandled. Scientists released the first image ever made of a black hole, revealing a fiery ring of gravity-twisted light swirling around the edge of the abyss. One scientist said science fiction has become science fact. I'm Ed Donahue.